Hey, Kenny. Hey, what's going on, Dana? Oh, you know, I'm just here to record another episode of Vanished in the Valley. Oh, that's what's up. You ready? You ready let's for this? All right, all right. Let's get right into it. So, we are going to cover a few topics today. It's going to be kind of different than our normal show. Um, and there's a reason for that. So, let me tell you this reason behind we're doing a funky show this time. So, uh, like I've said on past shows, I opened up a Facebook account for Vanished in the Valley. And um, I've been going to different missing groups on there. There's one called Missing 530. 530 is like the area code for northern, way northern California, like Redding area. Um, and while doing that, I came across a missing person that had gone missing a couple of days before Heather Cameron, the girl we profiled the last couple of weeks. Um, and I thought it was like super weird. He goes missing on the 16th of August and she goes missing on the 18th. And I'm thinking, is there a connection? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm digging around and I find his Facebook page and I get to talking to her or whatever, and she wanted us to profile him. So I was like, okay, I've never done a request like that before, but sure, I'll go ahead and, you know, we can profile court. Um, and so it, she just kind of, like, goes ghost on me. Like, I'm trying to get her to answer questions about, like, there's a discrepancy. Like, he goes missing on the 16th, but the police report for him missing doesn't even get filed till the 21st. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then at one point he's listed as voluntarily missing versus, you know, uh, abducted or, you know, any of the other ones which we cover in. So I just had some questions. It wasn't even, like, accusing, ac- whatever. It wasn't even, like, harsh or anything. And so I, I sent her some questions, waited a couple days, sent her a couple more. And then yesterday, I just was like, I sent her a message. I'm like, look, I'm going to have to move on and not be able to profile him because I can't get any answers from you. And I'm assuming at this point you don't want us to do this. Yeah. Now, the only thing I can, like, think of is she listened to her show and she doesn't like my foul mouth. (laughs) Because I have been told before, like, you're going to alienate, you know, listeners if you cuss so much. They're not going to like that. They're going to get offended. Well, you know what I have to say to that? If my fucking mouth is what's offending you on my podcast, not all the missing people and the horrible things that are being done. If that's not what's offending you is my cussing, then go see a fucking therapist and then come back to me. It's ridiculous. Like, come on. Get over it. But whatever. So, yeah, court went missing a couple of days, but, uh, yeah, before um, Heather. But I was able to speak to Sean, who is was married to Heather, and he's like, no, people were starting rumors and trying to make connections that weren't there. She didn't know him. They had nothing to do with each other. So, I don't know. Um, one thing that I'm finding in common with all of these cases, like, without fail, literally every single one, they are all saying that they're not happy with the way the police handled the case. So, well, you know, you're probably in a situation you have to give them the benefit of the doubt. I figured, you know, it's probably you can never do enough when your loved one is missing. Yeah. So, you know, that might be part of it. Exactly. But then again, you know, they might just be lackluster and allow people to fall through the cracks. Yeah. And it's to the point where it's being noticed by the families. I mean, if that's Maybe. a running thing between all the families. All. 
without fail, every single one. Had to take that into consideration. Yeah, and then we have the rumors of the the police actually working with some of the sex traffickers. Well, yeah, absolutely, exactly. So <laughs> yes. that would be an added incentive to allow them to fall through the cracks. So. Right, exactly. Um, so that's what we're working with on that um so kind of what i've decided to do is i was looking i'm still on reading just because i feel like there's some shit going on there that we haven't dug up yet and i've gotten some messages from people that confirm that and i'm still in the process of talking to them and getting everything together so if i talk to them and we find out something interesting about this case then we're definitely going to keep revisiting it um, and some other weird stuff that's been going on. I keep getting these calls from a private phone number that calls me. They've called me at midnight. They've called me at 4 a.m. They've called me all hours of the night during this past week. And nobody is there. I'm dealing with some, you know, some major figures and some, you know, some big shit that has global implications. So I'm not worried. I totally have to thread, you know, with a tea bit of caution, you know. For sure, and I get that, but it's like I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to stop talking about it and fucking come at me. But I'm not going to be intimidated at, you know, not talking about these girls because for whatever reason, no one wants to talk about it. I just, I don't, I don't get why the media is not all over it or why the government hasn't done more to, you know, throw money at the problem because... What? I told you why. Yeah. Oh, oh, the <laughs> satanic kidnappings. Uh, 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 the satanic oh, panic is going down. Oh my. Okay, so like we were, <laughs> we were talking about that. You think the whole Satanism cults kidnapping people thing is real to the extent of tens of thousands of people being taken every year, right? Well, absolutely. What okay. else could account for? Uh, what was it? A half a million people a year? It was more. It was like ninety yeah, thousand people. Yeah, exactly. Like astronomical amount of people. So what he's talking about? Each, it, each, yeah, each and every year. Nine. It was like nine hundred and eighty thousand people missing each year. That's ridiculous. The whole country. Like, come on, man. You think these people are just? It's like two Oaklands just walking gone. Walking off the face of the earth, exactly. Like without a trace. Like, come on. Each well, and every year, year in, year out. I mean. I don't, I don't know what's happening to them. That's why we're doing this podcast. But it just seems so crazy that groups of organized Satanists could be taking these people for sacrifices or whatever. And that's kind of what you think, right? It's like an organized oh, yeah, group. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, they let it be known that they, 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 they flexing their muscle now that they've been able to come out the dark to a degree. They coming back hard. Well. Like I said, I mean, there is some evidence that, uh, I guess, people, little groups I, were, act, were active in actually, you know, killing people. Um, I just don't know if it's, like, such a big thing to where it's organized groups that are in contact with each other and, you know... Can we get, like, a RICO case against these Satanists? Are these, like, organized people? Are they making money off of it? Or is this just for, like, power and, like, I don't know, try to get spells done or some shit? Um, yeah, well, I think they got a multitude of things going on, you know. You're dealing with individual demons to get, you know, to further your career or, you know, or to get you to the highest plateaus and whatever your endeavors are. 
you know, then you got the group, the sacrificial thing that's going yeah. down where, you know, people trying to make their bones and go to the next level. I mean, it, it seems like it's a lot going on, but, uh, you know. There is a lot going on, and I just, like, for... It boggles the mind to the degree. It does. <clears throat> it's like they declared a state of emergency over the amount of people dying with the opiates thing. Oh. But there, where is the state of emergency for all the people that have been fucking just disappeared off the face well, of the planet? They really just disappeared. I mean, you know. And if this was, okay, let's take these numbers of people and say that amount of people were trafficking in guns. Do you know that ATF would be all over that? You would be busted in like a month after that. I mean, but for some reason, these people. It's, you know, a nice, almost even mix of men and women. They're just going, taken, vanished off the face of the planet. The government isn't doing anything. At a local level, they just, they can't. So, I don't know. I just, I think it's a combination of things. But, even with the combination of things, that's just, that number is so staggering. Yeah, it seems like it's still as a huge number. Yeah. All factors considered. Absolutely. So... I don't know, like I said, Trump has uh, made a couple task forces, but that's like specifically for sex trafficking and um, then the Native American angle, which is yeah. awesome because they have the highest rate yeah, out of you know, any yeah. group. Um, but on the local level, I keep hearing over and over again that it's because these cops, the, the departments, don't have enough money to hire enough detectives to adequately investigate everything. You know, one I was talking to a detective the other day about this, actually, and he was saying that he would be getting 10 new cases a day, and that's five days a week, okay? So that's 50 cases a week, plus the cases from the past that you haven't solved yet, and there's only 8, 10 hours a day. So I get how uh, the victims could see, feel like the police don't care when... I just think they're overworked, and they don't have the time and the manpower. They're underfunded for whatever reason, and the the consequence of that is sex trafficking and maybe your Satanism thing. Yeah, it's going unchecked. Now, if it was a drug situation, people like the they have task force for the drugs. They got vice departments for the drugs, but the people just aren't as important. I I guess. It's not such a huge problem that a bunch of 12 and 13 and 14 year old girls and little boys are being sex trafficked. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. How is it our people aren't as important yeah, as, say, yeah. some weapons or drugs or yeah, something? Yeah, and why devices. are people, yeah. yeah. Why are people pissed about this? Yeah. Why isn't there, like, screaming in the streets? Maybe they don't know. That's what I'm assuming. Uh, well, well the, the way I understand it, it actually keeps the whole global apparatus continuing to do as it does. You know, apparently a lot of these victims are used to blackmail the politicians, the congressmen. And really? So it is. It's like a whole bunch of different angles on it. So, you know, it's a shame when you think about it, but it has to be something yeah. that's huge in scope that would make it seem like the police are real lackluster. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't, and not in every case, but if, generally speaking, I don't think it's because they don't care or because they're in on it. I think they're overworked and I think yeah, they just don't yeah, have the time yeah. of day. 
Yeah, I mean, not every case. Probably some counties more so than others. Yeah, for sure. And especially those rural counties where the most of the people are either you know right there at the middle class or in the poverty line, because um, sheriffs are directly related. Like their money comes from taxes, yeah. and if you're not paying taxes because you don't make enough money, then you know that means one less detective or yeah. two less deputies. Yeah. Get hit in the services department. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. And then another thing we never covered, which I'm sure everybody in Reading is sick of hearing about, is the Sherry Papini case. And I kind of told you about her. She was a she's like a thirty something year old mom who was, I guess, she was out jogging, and I guess she was snatched off the street. And her husband comes home from work. He doesn't find her or the kids home, so he does this find my phone app thing for the iPhone. Uh-huh. He tracks her phone to about a mile away from the house. And there he finds her phone and her earbuds and a bunch of her hair cotton it on the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's gone for three weeks, no trace. Um, he's doing a bunch of appeals, asking for her back. Somehow $50,000 is donated for a reward. Um, and then on Thanksgiving morning, she is found chained, running up and down a county highway, like 150 oh, wow. miles away from wow. Redding. Yeah. yeah, wow. So, and then not much has been released about her situation, like what actually happened, all we have is from what she said is that two Mexican women kidnapped her and had their faces covered the entire time and she could not give a description. Now supposedly she was branded, she had a broken nose, and her long, beautiful blonde hair was shaved off. Oh wow. Yeah, and I guess she was starved down to 88 pounds. 88 pounds. I think my left thigh weighs 88 pounds. I mean, come on. So... Uh, some people say that she was doing a hoax. I'm not sure what the end game is on the hoax. And yeah, that's a hell of a hoax. Right? <laughs> to shave your She had, like, beautiful, long, blonde hair. I'll show you a picture later. But I just don't feel like she'd be willing to part with that hair for, like, a hoax. Um, really? And branding herself and breaking her own nose. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you get the branding, that's right? painful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, worse than tattoo. Yeah. Wow. For sure. <laughs> So we have her. She was a really high-profile case in Reading. And then um, Tara Lynn Smith. Now, she was taken in the 19... Like, 1998. It was um, August 22nd. So can you tell me what's going on in August? Why are all these people getting taken in August? We have Heather that was taken... Yeah. If y'all have any suggestions, because I'm suggesting that it's going to be a pattern... And if we look at this close enough, we're going to start seeing patterns. Well, so check it out. Yeah. Where with, you know, the satanic holidays, once y'all give us a. <laughs> Do they a have holidays? Email, absolutely. And see if anything coordinates. And we're not talking about the Church of Satan, because we all know that they're atheists. He's talking like actual worship yeah, demons, yeah, Satanists. Yeah. But check this out. So. Tara Smith, she was taken August 22nd, 1998. Heather was taken August 18th. 2012. Court was taken August 16th, 2012. And if I, you know, look further into it, August seems like a really yeah, popular pop- month to get exactly. fucking kidnapped and ready. Wow, wow. Yeah. Man. So, uh, Tara was never found. She's still missing. Um, court was never found. He's still missing. So, I mean, they're going somewhere. Really? And I don't know, really? the with, you know, the population in Reading being less than 100,000, it's like 90-something thousand people. Um, it's just there too many people are getting taken for such a small population. Really? Hot. Damn. Yeah. Um, really? Now, I know Humboldt County, which 
it's not it's kind of west of Reading. Um, they have a really I think they have one of the highest missing piece people's rate of the entire country. Um, but they associate that with the marijuana grows. Um, now I don't know if you could do the same association because it is kind of in the Emerald Triangle. So an Emerald Triangle is just an area where there's a lot of marijuana grows. Yeah, it's been around forever and it's still there. So, and it's rural, and it's kind of like the Wild West when it comes to cops, because there's not many patrol officers yeah, for the really, areas. Really. And each person owns hella acres in the forest. The and forest county in California, Humboldt County. Is it? The forest county in the middle of California. I wonder if it's still the poorest now that people are paying taxes on their groves. That's what contributed to all the marijuana groves up there. Wow. Because I know, like, once everything went legal, like, marijuana-wise here in California, oh, yeah. um, everybody had to convert and pay taxes on it, and it was, like, tens of thousands of dollars oh, for all the permits, Lord, for the man. EPA stuff. It's crazy Ooh. expensive. But then you're legit, and yeah. you've got the law on your side, yeah. and if, you know, something happens, you can actually call the police at this yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. So we got all these missing people out of Reading, and nobody knows why. We got crazy accusations of uh, snuff films from the Aryan Brotherhood. We've got yeah. people asking oh. for help and disappearing. Allegedly police in cahoots. Yeah, with yeah. The sex traffickers. Right. Like, and then. Gotta be everything. Yeah, and now I'm getting weird hang-up phone calls from private numbers <laughs> at all times of the night. It's like, grow the fuck up, really? That is how you're gonna try to intimidate me by calling and hanging up? Was it fucking 1996? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, and then. We still have the Carissa case where the cops don't want to do anything. Like, Uh, they don't want to return anybody's phone call. And I get, okay, I'm going to, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they got other fucking problems. Yes, 100%. And at first I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt like I always do. But I've heard nothing back from Detective Red uh, just that one time when I talked to him. And he wasn't even very forthcoming with with information then. And... It's like, come on, you've had this case for 10 years, you haven't made any fucking leeway on it, what is going to hurt if you talk to me about it and we get this information out about her? Wow. Then check this out. So I'm talking to the Turlock Journal, which is a newspaper in Turlock, and this person tells me, no joke, I have it, I have it like written down, I have proof of it, they told me that the police department, Turlock PD, told them that they had made contact with Carissa after she turned 18, and she just said she wanted nothing to do with her family. Oh, wow. I was like, bullshit. That did not happen. Carissa never said that, and I've talked to the police that she's listed as missing. So I don't know why Turlock Journal would say that. Um, I did call them out because they were one of the newspapers that just like, oh, she's a runaway, labeling her as a runaway instead of missing with foul play. And they don't want to change that for some reason. Even though the police don't list her as a runaway, they don't want to admit their mistake and go and change that. Turlock Journal, I'm calling you out again. Uh, it's ridiculous. If, if, if people need to stop being so quick to write off people as runaways. And that needs to stop. Um, and I think the police need to give families more, like, uh, reliable and, you know, expectations that aren't where they're going to, you know, think that the police are going to be contacting them every day. They need to let them know, look, i got 65 cases on my yeah, desk, yeah, and I understand yeah. this is your world, but I only have so much time in the day. 
so they have realistic expectations. Because I don't, I think maybe that's a problem. Nobody has a realistic expectation of what the police can and will do. And they're also limited by the law. You know, if you think your loved one's in somebody else's house, they can't just go bust the door down. They need search warrants and stuff like that. So, but there's obviously a huge disconnect between the victim families and the police. So, that's something that maybe needs to be addressed at some level. Be worked on. Yeah, for sure. Um, but back to Reading, like, I, once I talk, I, I keep getting all these cryptic messages, mm-hmm. like, literally from three to four different people that they've got a lot of information that they want to give me, they're scared to give me this information, so I'm trying to sort through that now, so maybe we can get maybe more to the bottom of some of this stuff, but... I don't know. I just don't know what's going on in Reading. And I'm going there. In two months, I'm going there for a week to go sleep in a hammock on the trees. Get some soil under my fingernails and all that. You know I come back all glowing and happy after I camp. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but, I mean, like we were looking at the numbers of the missing people the other day. And we were, like we were saying, it was like nearly a million people. Ridiculous about that. Yeah. And... I mean, can somebody just tell me why so many people are missing here? Anybody? Anybody? I don't know. Um, why aren't the politicians talking about it? What are... I, I don't know. It's just, it's really hard to get any information. Um, I mean, you think there would be, like, one database where all missing people and the situation, what they look like... Yeah. You think that would be, it? you know, something that would help law enforcement. You know, like, they had the CODIS thing, which is where it's the DNA that everybody has, like, the felony, anybody that has a felony, they're in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's, like, the National Center for Exploited and Missing Children, but I don't believe that's a government organization. I think that's a private organization. So, I don't know, maybe if we got some standardized, uh, you know, computer system from department to department, software so everybody could yeah, see yeah you know back in the day i know serial killers we used to go across different county lines kill somebody in one county leave their body in a different then leave the evidence in a different one mm-hmm. and because nobody talked you know that made that case that much harder to solve but with the invent of the you know the, the internet and I guess, different computer programs. It's not so easy to just do that and go to a different county and be be like, peace out, see ya. So, I don't know. I think uh, maybe if you can get some more information on this satanic cult that you think has taken oh, all these yeah. people, I think maybe our listeners like are might be rolling their eyes on <laughs> the whole satanic yeah. shit. Trust me, I know, guys. When he first told me about it, I was rolling my eyes on him, too. So... I don't know. Uh, you better back that up next episode. I'm yeah, going to want some numbers on stuff. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, it's a possibility. At this point, I'm not going to discount anything. Well, anything. Yeah. That's a smart bet. So, I don't know, guys. Let us know what you think. And um, I wanted to say, what's up, Zimbabwe? I see we have some listeners in Zimbabwe. Oh, right. <laughs> in South Africa. Hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. Absolutely. Um, and... Um, I don't know. We got a lot of listeners all over. I'm noticing, like all over the country. We got some in Louisiana. Oh, we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, all over California. Um, so, guys, we definitely appreciate it. 
You can go to our Facebook, um, just typed in Vanished in the Valley, we're there, and we're also on Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email us at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you think. If you have any information on any of the cases we profiled, any cases. that's Carissa, that's Carly, that's Heather, anybody. Just We, we want to find these people, we want to give answers to their families, and maybe close out a, pol- a case for the police. One less case for them to worry about. Absolutely. And if you're a police officer, let us know, like, why is why is there such a gap, and why are so many families feeling like they're being neglected and not being taken seriously when they file reports for missing people? Yeah, that's a public relations nightmare. Right? I mean, I, I, I got, I talked to, like I said earlier, I talked to a detective, and this is literally what he told me. He's like, missing case, missing person cases are some of the most difficult because this person could be dead. This person could have run away voluntarily. This person could have been taken. This person could just be gone for a while, and they're going to show up. We just don't know. And then... He was also talking about the amount of cases he gets in a day, and it's overwhelming. You know, it's like you said, there's eight to ten hours in a day, and he's working at any one time ten to twenty cases. Wow. Then there's new ones coming in every day. Yeah, wow. So, and then I asked him, like, well, why does it seem like so much money is thrown at the drugs? Like, why does vice departments get so much more money? Mm. And he says, that comes back to politics. Mm. The people don't want drugs in their neighborhood, so they put pressure on the sheriff or the chief of police, which is an elected position. So if they feel like drugs are going kind of crazy in their neighborhood and they don't feel like the sheriffs or the police, yeah, they'll vote them out. So that comes down to the people. So as us, the people, we need to say, get over this ridiculous war on drugs and find our missing loved ones. Yeah, really. That's the war on drugs is lost. That's a priority, I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> hate to break it to you. <laughs> you know, at, at this point, uh, I'm not, I think this whole, the whole opiate epidemic was kind of engineered. Um, was it? Yeah. yeah. Right? The one family. The Sattler family, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They made billions of dollars, and now everybody is addicted to opiates and turning to heroin because they cracked down on the pills. What did they think was going to happen? So, and now now they they understand addiction a little bit better than they did back in the crack era where they just had, like, no sympathy for addicts. Now that they understand that it's actually... Your brain is changing. It's not because you're a weak person. Mm-hmm. It's You don't have a choice. Your brain has changed. So there's a little bit more sympathy and maybe a little bit more help for people that are battling drug addiction. Um, but, yeah, that whole opiate epidemic was manufactured, and that family got super rich. And even if they got fined a couple billion dollars, how many billions do they make? You know, but they've yeah. got lives on their their hands. That they did that. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, let us know, guys. We're here, and we. Uh, I'm gonna have Kenny start manning the social media. So if you have yeah, any questions, <laughs> you have any questions for Ken over there? <laughs> let us know. Um, but until next time, take care, John. Well, I like that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Kenny. What's up with the data? Check out what I finally did. What's that? I set up our Patreon account. Look at you. There you mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm, right? So, if our fans want to show us some support, they can just go 
to patreon.com backslash vanished in the valley. Show us some love. There it is. I'm loving it. So, guys, check it out. We greatly appreciate any help you want to give. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thank you. Ciao. Well, as always happens, right after I get the stuff, you know, the whole episode, like, recorded and edited, suddenly some huge news breaks, and I gotta rush my ass out here and update you. Okay, give it to me. You ready for this? I don't know. It's, it's big. So, let's, I'm just gonna, like, read you her conversation, and then what I'll do afterwards is go through and edit out the stuff that can't be said live. Sound good? Okay. So. Let me give you some perspective here. This girl says basically she was homeless and addicted to meth for about three years. And she ran with the same group, the group that's accused of killing Heather. Heather Cameron. Okay. Um, The stuff she's saying, I know it's about to sound hella crazy and everything, but everyone has this hella crazy sounding story. Like all these people I talk to. And they're all terrified of the same person. I don't even know if I should say his name, so we'll call him Ronald. Let's call him Ronald Woolencloth. Okay. So everyone's terrified of Ronald Woolencloth. He, that everyone, like, they all say, "I'm afraid of him. You need to look at him, though, and don't have my name anywhere near it." One girl alleges that her house was burned down because. She had threatened to go to the police over some, I don't know, incident. I don't know what happened, but she wanted to go to the police um, about Ronald Woolencloth. And she says one day she's at work, and her phone rings. And she picks it up, and the man identifies himself from the sheriff's office, and he's asking if this woman has any information regarding Ronald Woolencloth. And she goes, well, I have heard some rumors that I might have come talk to you guys about. And then the police kind of interrupt and say, well, you know, those are just rumors. And I've got uh, Ronald Woolencloth with me sitting right here in my office right now. And it would just be better. They're rumors. So, you know, you don't even need to report it. So, to me, that sounds kind of fucking sketchy. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, that story is just to show that People believe uh, Ronald, Ron, I keep forgetting his name, Ronald Woolencloth. So that's why I'm saying Woolencloth. I'm not just like being an idiot. I'm giving them a hint without saying his name. Somebody's smart enough to figure that out on them. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, okay. So the people there think Ronald has far reach, uh, protection from the police, basically. Um... <clears throat> Now, if it was just, like, one person, two person, whatever, I'd be like, okay, maybe they're just fucking following a rumor. But it's a lot of people, and they're all saying the same thing. And, oh, yeah, I also had to clear up. So last week I was calling out the quote-unquote Aryan Brotherhood. Not really calling them out, but, you know, saying that they were, like, involved in this sex trafficking thing. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, it's not them. I guess this person got... The, the group wrong. Yeah, that was and, a group. yeah. So we're not going to say that group's name yet. Um, just because I want more sources saying it came from them before I suddenly get my house firebombed for calling out this group. So, you know what I mean? We need to get some more info on that before I talk about that. Um, but 
Are you ready to hear this conversation? Let's do it. All right, turn this shit off. I can't believe you have that even on right now. Okay. This is what she sends to me. The first message, I don't even know who she is, okay? She contacts me. If I was to talk with you about things in Shasta County, can you leave my name out? We should really talk. Okay, so then a couple days later, I respond. So I'm not really fucking familiar with uh, Facebook yet, so it does take me a while to do stuff. I respond with, sure, anything you don't want said can be left out. I'll be here working on the podcast all day, so hit me up and I'll get right back to you. She again gets right back to me asking, what is your phone number? So I gave her my number. And then she never called. So on, I think it was like Sunday morning or something, um, I wrote, maybe it was Saturday. If you're nervous about the confidentiality, I can put you in touch with people from past cases that will vouch for me on keeping certain names and info out of the episode. I would never do anything to put you in danger. So I guess at that point I've kind of convinced her I'm not going to like rat her out to these guys. What you gotta, like, dude, if Heather died from possibly ratting out, I can get why they're afraid, you know? Because that was the word. She was gonna rat on them. So I get why they're afraid. She's like, listen, don't only look at law enforcement, also look at the casinos and Bethel, being the church. And the only reason I recognize that name is because, do you remember that fucking Sherry Papini case I was telling you about? The blonde chick, and she had, like, a $50,000 reward, and they found her, like, three weeks later? That one. Okay. Well, the $50,000 came from that church. It was like, not directly, but it was associated with that church. So, that's why I knew what Bethel was. Turns out it's kind of a cult. You saw that? She says, says, I'm not sure if it's Bethel or just the sex traffickers. Bethel is a cult. They do sacrifices in the mountain gate. Used to do it at night off Miracle Mile, as we, like, locals call it. So it's probably like, you know, like a little fucking chill spot or makeout spot. So I immediately start thinking of you and all your fucking weird yeah, conspiracy like, shit. Yeah. And I, I had her clarify. I'm like, are you talking about animals or human? And she's like, human. Yeah. Totally thought of you, because uh, you're obsessed, well not obsessed, but you're conspiracy shit about the organized Satanist taking people, and maybe it's not Satanist, maybe it's just these fucking weird ass cult people like this. Somebody. Wow, shit. So, she goes on to say, she was homeless for a few years, and she had a drug problem. Um, she's currently sober, what's up, what's up? So I know how crazy this all sounds. But, here's that name again, Ronald Woolencloth, (laughs) tried to take me one time from the river, but I was smarter than his dummies he sent to do his dirty work. So he's got these little soldier fools. I tell her I believe it. I've seen a picture of Ronald, and he just has this fucking, like, I'll show you, has this evil that just, like, exudes off of him. He reeks of it. The sex traffickers have a black book. With a list of names of moms who are using, who they are using, um, who they then take, rape, shoot up with heroin, then release. They leave them alone for a minute, then they do it again, because obviously the girls are getting sick. You shoot them up, and then suddenly they do take it away, you know? It's probably because they'll come crawling back at that point. You're addicted to heroin. Yeah, really, you know, Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you've been forcibly addicted to heroin, you're brain chemicals have changed. Yeah, that's gotta be fucking 
torture. Okay, we'll go on, we'll go on. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, so, basically, and then when, like, the girls go missing, their families never report it because they think they're just, you know, like I've said before, off on some drug binge. So, these girls, you know, menacing, they never get reported as missing people. And if they do, it's way too light to get evidence and shit. Well, yeah, but damn, most of them have kids or no? She's saying there's houses with moms, like the kids are with them. But um, she hasn't specifically said that the kids are being prostituted at this point. I'm not sure about that. Maybe, like, later she says something about that. Okay. So they bring them, shoot them up with heroin, leave them alone for a minute, and then do it again until they're so fucked up, that's when they go missing. And their families don't think anything of it because they were addicts, figuring they just overdosed or took off. They target most of the women at the casino. A lot of the Asians are involved. Yeah, because it's like, you know, a hotel casino and then, you know, make some money with... It's hard to get into detail with you and no one will talk about it unless you are there being an addict and being homeless. So I get it. She's saying, like, unless you're there and in the moment and fucking, you know, it's hard to talk about and express the feelings of, like, how it is. That's how I take it, anyway. You ready to hear this part? And she says, Judges are involved. Sheriffs. RPD. APD. It's a major thing that's been going on for decades. Yeah. Decades. So this is like the fourth or fifth accusation I've had against the Reading, Reading for doing it, the sheriffs for doing it. Um, but this is the first I've heard of Anderson. But it's not surprising. It's all like in that area. It's all the same county. And it's big business. So, I mean, that sounds like some organized shit. And that almost kind of sounds like what you were talking about, minus the Satanism. Although we have the Bethel Church now, and now we got the weird religious angle to it. Okay, she knows somebody. Okay, she knows a girl that disappeared. Heather? Yeah. Yeah, she knows her. Okay. Yeah. Um, This is what I respond to her. After she says it's been going on for decades... I get it, 100%. Just tell me what you're comfy with and leave the rest for another day. And then she responds, I'll tell you everything. Oh, shit. She gives me a name. I haven't looked into him yet, but... He has a warehouse. Um, as his house with a cell phone tower on the property, uh, and they're able to hack in and listen. Oh, they're fucking everywhere, she says. Oh, wow. That is why... No one has brought it up. They're too scared that they can hack in and hear the conversations. Mm. Holy shit. Mm. If this fucker, like, uh, Ronald Woolencloth, if he lived in Oakland, I bet he would be taken out within a month the way he has all these people terrorized. Uh, yeah, really? I don't think that would be allowed to go on here. What the fuck? Yeah. Someone would get fucking killed. Oh, wow. And then he got that on the tower, I guess, the Yeah, so that way, I always kind of wondered how they found out Heather was going to tell. Maybe they listened to one of her conversations. Oh, and then I looked up, because she was calling 911 on what's called a track phone. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's like a phone that is strictly pay-by-you-go-as-you-go. 
and she had no minutes on it left, oh, and they could wow. only call 911. So oh, they kept God. trying to call her back, and it would go straight to voicemail. So, and I'll read you her 911 calls later. Oh, wow. They describe her as hysterical. Mm-hmm. You can't even hear her. Oh, but, oh, look at there. I know, it's Ju-U-C. It's like a quarter pounder with cheese. So I asked her, I'm like, I wonder why all this shit is going down in Redding, of all places they could pick in California. Um, and then she says, it's like you said, it's a hub. It's right off the main interstate, Highway fucking 5. I knew there was a reason I hated Highway 5. It's always fucking long, takes forever. When you get south, it's all ugly. I look into the hills as well. I'm like, oh boy, I believe that for sure. And she's like, I believe it's the only reason I didn't get kidnapped or attempted to get kidnapped again because I have a family, but I think they're all dirty. Well, if we're talking about Ronald fucking Woolencloth, yes, he's a scuzzy fucking mountain folk that needs the electric chair for shit's sake. 100%. So, she goes on to say, I know someone who was there when Heather was raped and murdered. No, he is not involved and still hears her screaming every day and believes until every one of those motherfuckers and her body is put to rest, she will continue to scream. How fucking horrible is that? Oh, she picks me or I pick her for this case. Really? Yeah, right? I'm coming for you, Heather. No, I'm fucking trying. Damn. Come 5%. On. Come on. 5%. Cut it out. Come on. What did he tell you? Like, what, like, the exact location or general whereabouts? She gives me the fucking trail and the, the area where she says Heather's body is. And I'm not going to say that. So she's basically giving me the location of where somebody says this girl is, her body. They're videotaping, raping, and murdering her. Ugh. And from what I hear, it's not the first time that this has happened. And why is he doing this with impunity? Uh, really? Uh, that's the only thing I think Small Chad's been doing it for a while. And he, uh, yeah, he got, good, he got people looking after him. If you said it's been going on for decades, shit. Yeah. I've never heard that about Redden, but okay. Yeah, I always did. Um, they're saying she's implicating that the car fire, it, it fucking destroyed hell of acres up there. It ripped well, through. It's in Reading. It was in Reading okay. a couple of years ago. Okay. So, it was devastating fire. Like, it just toppled this forest in so many places. She's saying that was done because someone was getting close to the truth and they oh. wanted a distraction. Oh, what? They didn't set it on fire? Did yeah. Set it on purpose? Yeah. Wow. I don't think they knew how bad it was going to get so quickly. Yeah. Oh, oh, got out of hand. Yeah. Try to imagine if that was me and I'm handcuffed to a bed in some filthy fucking house, some strange house that I don't even know, and disgusting, like, men that I don't know have paid someone to come do whatever fuck they want to my body. And if I don't comply, there's going to be hell to pay. Damn. Can you... uh, I don't know. It's just... I don't know, I also imagine sometimes I can fucking ride up there on my horse and jump off in the street and start punching the sex traffickers in the face and end the problem. (laughs) But I can't! All we can do is talk about it! I don't know, I don't know what else to do. 
It's like the media is not talking about it up there. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I know that this other group is involved. That takes it to a different level. Because these motherfuckers can get to us quite easily. Just because of uh, location. But it says everybody's basically being paid off or involved. Until somebody said something about the Sherry Papini case that she was missing on Facebook, the media, like, didn't even get involved. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just think they did it because she was a super pretty white girl with blonde hair. Blue mm -hmm. eyes. I tell her about that new program that Trump is starting the task force to do some anti-sex trafficking thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, the feds are just as, you know, corrupt. And I'm like, well, somebody has to do something. I mean, I explained to her how Oakland PD was taken over by the feds. Because they were so fucking corrupt. Yeah. And they're still under the control of the feds because they can't fucking get their shit together on those areas. They have some checklists that they have to meet and they haven't done it yet. So. Implement a bunch of new shit. Yeah. And I don't know. Do you feel like the Oakland police are less corrupt since that happened? Oh, well, yeah. You hear less about it. Exactly. Yeah, you definitely hear less about it. But yeah. shit. They were so wild and out of what they did. You talking about with the young lady that. No, I'm just talking about, yeah, that too, but no, I'm not talking about that. Um, just in general, like, the reason they got taken over was because of that oh, whole yeah. Rough Riders yeah, corruption thing. Yeah, you don't hear much coming out of there. Yeah, but that was hella days ago, and they're still under control of the feds. Like, years. I think it's been, what, like a yeah, decade or two? Yeah, they went on the run. Somebody went on the run, went on Oh, the cop? Mm-hmm. Oh. Well... I don't know. I feel like it's gotten better, gradually gotten better since the feds taken oh, over. Um, her story gets a little further yeah, into <laughs> into the video. You ready to hear the video? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I say, I think Heather's case is the key to getting all of this shit blown up. If we can figure out Heather's case, I think we can follow the fucking roots and get everything. I don't know why I feel like that, but I do. Heather's the key to, yeah, Heather's the key to getting it all blown up. Um, I wrote, I think Heather's case, oh, I already said that part, um, because they divert everyone's attention, and then she says, they sewed her hand to her fucking face. Do you understand that? Yeah, sewed her yeah. hand yeah, to yeah. her face. Shit. That's straight up torture. That is. So, and then she starts yeah. to talk about the Aryan Brotherhood thing. She's like, the first I heard about the Aryan Brotherhood being involved was when I read it on your page. But it oh. doesn't mean it's not true. So that's why I think that it's mixed up. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then I told her, Heather, Heather's husband told me that about the AB. She says, I have heard that one of the AB guys has it on his in his storage somewhere the video i'm asking like where can i get a copy of this video because i'm a fucking weirdo so she identifies a person it's like it's in his garage and storage so i'm assuming there's probably like you know the main video and it's probably gotten out maybe to a couple people somewhere it's somewhere still yeah she says she's never met him but you know she's heard this down the grapevine um, then I say, maybe Heather's husband is, see if you can get in contact with blankety blank, um, to talk to. Do not tell him I said anything. The 911 call log from Heather, 
and it spans several days, okay? It starts on August 4th when she's with her ex, and he flips his truck. So, a rumor gets told to the police that he left her out there after the fucking rollover, and it turns out not, not to be true. Um, then, there, that's uh, August, yeah, August 4th is that first call. Then we have other calls. No, I'm sorry. August 4th, he makes contact with the police because the shit has crashed. Then August 6th, someone else... Oh, his truck. Yeah. So, August 4th, the ex-boyfriend says that he's been in an accident. There was a rollover. Um, and just so I guess it's reported. August 6th, anonymous person goes to the police and tells them that when he flipped the car over, he, like, lost his girlfriend out there. And he left her out there. In oh, the wilderness. Wow. In the fucking oh, woods. Wow. Um... They make contact again, and he says, no, she got out on an ATV. Somebody wrote her out. Um, August 18th, that's the day Heather disappears. 911 gets a call, and it literally word for word says she's so hysterical that they cannot understand what she's saying. Yeah, they cannot call her phone back because it's a track phone, and that's basically like a pay-as-you-go phone. All they're getting is the answering machine. But she calls them back. She's still hysterical. She's now saying she's been drugged with heroin and her legs are going tingly. The operator tries to get her to, like, talk more about what the fuck happened with his heroin. She won't. She adamantly will not tell him details about it. She's like, I need you here now. I need medical now. And she's, like, very adamant there's something bad about to happen to her. Then the next phone call, you can hear a man in the background. And you can't understand what he's saying. And she's still begging for law enforcement. And that's the last anybody ever heard of Heather Cameron. That's crazy. Right? Damn. I'll put uh, these call logs up on the Instagram and the Facebook so people can read for themselves what a strange, like, week that was. I mean, were those first few days just a fucking practice run and getting rid of her? It's something. I mean, what the fuck are they hanging out this dam 93 times? Like, come on. It's a dam. I get there's good trails and shit, but that just seems weird. They have a rollover. Yeah. Then he tells people he got she got lost up there. Something funky's going on. So, what do you say? We still we're gonna keep digging and writing, or do we need to move on? Oh, uh, looks like there's still some work left to be done and written. Yeah, I agree. I think you need to dig into Bethel for the next episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, then I'll see what they're talking about. Yeah. Get a little more feedback back on that. For sure, for sure. I got a lot of people to talk to, and I don't know. I mean, it seems like every day I get more information, and it gets more and more in this rabbit hole of sex trafficking. Um, The casinos. Did I even mention the casinos yet? Yeah, Yeah, so apparently the sex trafficking ring involves pretty much everyone that has any money or power in Reading. So... There's casinos up there, and some people were called out um, for, I guess, having the sex trade happen there, and then that group I was telling you about earlier, that's not the Aryan Brotherhood, it's the other one, they're kind of at the bottom at getting these girls. And then the Anderson Police Department, the Reading Police Department, sheriffs allegedly are involved in the sex trafficking ring with the casino. Judges, I guess, have been using these services so, there's a bit of protection going on. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, it's all, it's, like I said, it's alleged. It's alleged that judges involved. And the Bethel Church somehow. 
So we got a big ball of cesspool uh, shit to go swim through. Yeah. You got knee deep. <laughs> I think we just dived uh, head first into the cesspool of fucking red ink. Oh. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoy this. It's probably going to be a little bit longer episode than you're used to. Uh, but, I damn. Think so too. Thanks a lot, everybody. Alrighty. Are you lost?